Welcome to the Aging Well Podcast. I'm Jeff Armstrong, here with Corbin Bruton. In this and the episodes that follow, we will share candid discussions on aging and hear from the experts. We are here to inform and encourage as we experience, well, aging. My guest today is an old friend and fraternity brother, Dr. Marcus Dunn. Dr. Dunn is a chiropractor in Charlotte, North Carolina, here to share his experiences and how chiropractic fits into our desire to age well. All right, so I'm here with Dr. Marcus Dunn, a chiropractor. Uh, so, Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a chiropractor. Um, well, I practice here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Been in practice for a little over 33 years. And as far as how I became a chiropractor, I like to tell people typically that you know, chiropractic chose me. Uh, my first trip to a <laughs> chiropractor, like so many people, I woke up one morning with a stiff neck and walked into the uh, chiropractor after my dad said to go. And you know, he, he said he was going to pay for it. So being a reasonably intelligent college student, I took his advice. <laughs> and when I got there, the chiropractor did an evaluation, took a good history on me and things, and said, all right, with your stiff neck, you know, it may take us a week or two. We'll get you straightened up on that. But in the process of finding out you know, th- through what he did in his history, he found out I'd had a lot of other health problems. Uh, primarily at that time, my biggest issue was what in today's terminology they called irritable bowel syndrome. But back in the early 80s, they hadn't made up that that definite, uh, you know, that diagnosis yet. And he explained to me kind of the big concept of how chiropractic works. He said, you know, your brain controls how everything else in your body works. If you don't have a clear connection between the brain and the body, body can't work like it's supposed to. And he had found some areas in my spine that affected the gastrointestinal system. He said, do you see, want to see if we can get that taken care of also? And I went home and told my dad, said, yeah, I want to try this. It makes sense because I'd been doing the medical route, taking lots of different medications and really not getting any better other than just symptomatic relief short term. And took about six months of regular chiropractic care. That's been about 37 years ago. And in 37 years, I haven't had to take anything from my stomach since. And it was just kind of a life-changing moment for me. And conveniently, uh, with what my major was when I was in college, it gave me the prerequisites to get into chiropractic school. So I applied and never looked back. Awesome. So tell uh, you, you told me a little bit about chiropractic in your first answer, but tell us a little bit more about chiropractic and how it can benefit people of all ages. Well, as I was saying before, you know, chiropractic operates kind of on the principle of your, your body is a self-healing, self-regulating organism. And the thing that controls how everything else in your body works is your brain. The way your brain connects to the rest of the body is through the nervous system. So if you don't have clear communication between the brain and the body or from the body back up to the brain, it's not going to be able to work like it's supposed to. And because of the intimate relationship between the spine and the spinal cord and the nerves you know, small misalignments or areas of the spine that are not working right, which in chiropractic we call subluxations, can cause interference on those nerves. And what we look to do is find the subluxations, restore normal function to the spine and to the nervous system. And by doing that, we free it up so that your body can uh, function at its optimum potential. And as far as you know, how, you know, what people can benefit from, yeah, you know, it's across the board. 
Um, you, most people, obviously, they come to see a chiropractor. Their first visit, much like myself, back pain, neck pain, headaches. You know, that has, for better or worse, become the easy sell and the reason most people seek out chiropractic care. But what it's really about is getting the nervous system working right, getting the body working as healthy as possible. Um, you know, my youngest patient to date was two days old. My oldest so far is probably 95. I've had everything in between. And, you know, the benefits, I mean, again, obviously pain relief being the big thing. But, you know, with kids, I've seen you know, helped out children with or having issues with ear infections, colic, your bedwetting, uh, your torticollis, you know, I've had you know, adults with you know, women who are having fertility issues, people with, you know, gastrointestinal stuff, asthma, um, just all sorts of stuff. You know, it's, it's really, from my perspective, chiropractic is not about treating symptoms or putting a name on whatever their symptoms are. It's about getting their body functioning the best that it can. And I do that using chiropractic adjustments. That's great. So who should see a chiropractor and who should not? I personally think everyone should see a chiropractor. Um, you know, having said that though, you know, the frequency that they need to get chiropractic care varies highly. Some people are high maintenance. Some people are low maintenance. And it kind of depends on how messed up they were before they started getting chiropractic care and how much stress and how much damage they're doing themselves along the way. But your know, chiropractic care is good for people at keeping their body working the best that it can from birth to death or before death. Uh, we're not going to see them after they've died. Uh, <laughs> you haven't raised it, anybody from the dead yet. Have not, you? not yet. <laughs> and you know, I'm, I don't think I'm going to try either. <laughs> but, yeah, but with that, you know, there are some contraindications to chiropractic care, or at least on providing chiropractic care to certain areas. You know, if someone has you know, a broken bone, you don't want to adjust that. If they've got cancer that is metastasized to an area, you don't want to adjust that. If they've got an infection in a joint, you don't want to work on that. So there are some things that are contraindications, and by varying techniques and being very specific on the, how you apply the chiropractic care, you know, you can, you can work on pretty much anyone, but you may just have areas of their body that you can't work on at a particular time. You use a little bit different technique. And I know we've talked about it in the past. You introduced it to me probably a couple of years ago. What do you, what do you call that technique? And how does that differ from kind of what I think a lot of people think of chiropractic with, you know, we talk in terms of cracking the back and, and yeah. really that's probably a poor terminology to use for chiropractic because it does kind of connotate damage to the spine. But a lot of us kind of are, are used to the more traditional manual adjustment of the spine. Mm -hmm. You use a few other techniques. Can you explain those a little bit? Yeah. The technique that I specialize in is called activator methods. And activator, is a, it's an instrument adjusting technique. And we use a small handheld device with a rubber tip on it that delivers a measured amount of force precisely where I want it. And it puts it in very quickly. So the combination of the speed and the focus allows me to deliver the adjustment right where I want it 
and to do it with less force and less discomfort to the patients. Uh, and, and quite honestly, it's a whole lot easier on my body uh, as well. Um, but besides the, uh, the technique as far as the adjustments and using the instrument, it's the analysis. And I think that's really the big difference that, that Activator has. There's a very set system that we use to analyze the spine and the extremities to find where the problems are. And we use a variety of different movements where we're stressing the joints in different ways and looking for changes in the body. If we see the appropriate change when we, when we stress an area, that tells us where the problems are. And it tells me where to adjust, when to adjust them, when not to adjust them. And after I've done it, rather than wondering, you know, did I hear something crack or pop? I can go back and do a post check and see that I actually affected the change that I wanted to. So it gives me good you know, ways to measure what I'm doing and tell me where to do things, when not to do them, et cetera. And that's as opposed to, like you said, you know, the, you know, the, the more traditional chiropractic, it's manual you know, when you're doing it. And, you know, typically, most manual techniques are higher force, and there's cracking and popping that comes out of the spine, which is the cavitation. It's a gas bubble in the joints uh, that, that you, you hear when we do it that way. So um, tell me a little bit, how, how are you aging successfully? You're obviously older than me because you said you've been out of school for 37 years. You can't possibly have be the same age as me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, actually, we are the same age. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure when your birthday is yes, exactly. We we're are. pretty darn close. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as far as how I'm aging successfully, yeah, I think the biggest thing I've done is just keep moving. And yeah, I do that yeah, with regular exercise. Um, you know, I also, you know, I keep moving by getting regular chiropractic adjustments. Uh, yeah, I personally, since I started chiropractic care 37 years ago, I've never gone more than four weeks without seeing my chiropractor. It's just what I do to keep my body functioning the best I can. You know, otherwise when it comes to diet, that sort of stuff, you know, I'm don't have a strict dietary plan. Uh, you know, I try to eat relatively healthy. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of, moderation. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of things I do that may not necessarily be the healthiest for me, but they make me happy. So uh, I, I believe, you know, yeah. keep, you know, I got to feed my body, but I got to feed my soul too. You know, if I just eat, you know, or, organic granola all the time, it might be really good for me, but it tastes like cardboard. Uh, you know, sometimes you eat some fat, sugar, and salt in there too, <laughs> but just don't overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely something to be said for that balance in life, you know, that it outweighs an overly strict, you know, lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, part of, you know, this whole podcast and, you know, what I've blogged in the past is what I call well-centered fitness, which is the spiritual, physical, intellectual, emotional, and social. Uh -huh. And, you know, you can focus too much on one of those areas and it's going to throw everything off. You know, if you, right. if you want to eat something that we would think, to be a little bit more decadent, it, it should be something really good. You know, it's like, right. have your sweets, have your alcohol, do the things that you want, but, you know, make sure that it's worthwhile and that it's not in extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree completely. And, and like I say, I mean, you, you, you got to have a little fun along the way, but don't overdo it on the fun, but don't overdo it on the, you know, like you say, being too restrictive. 
to the point that you know the emotional, yeah. the spiritual, the other sides of things, you're not having, you know, you're not getting what you need on that side. And uh, you run marathons too, don't you? You still do. doing that? I haven't for the last couple of years, but uh, signed up for next one's going to be Chicago next fall. Right. And not, not sure if we're going to throw another one in in between then now and then or not. But uh, yeah, I've done, I think, 13 so far. And so nice. going to have at least one That's more. And Chicago may be the last one, though. <laughs> Well, that's 13 more than I've done, so <laughs> good for you. <laughs> I just never quite got into it. I, I attempted to do the – I was going to do the Pittsburgh Marathon years ago, right after grad uh -huh. school, and I jumped into a training regimen with some friends of mine uh, a little bit too aggressively, mm -hmm. and we went out on a – I think it was a 21-mile run, and I kept up with them pretty well. Um, they were going about a seven and a half minute pace, kept up with that until about the 16th mile. And all of a sudden it just felt like somebody had taken the femur out of the acetabulum, rubbed sandpaper on the head and put it back in. And I was in pain for days. Um, yeah. and at that point I realized I just don't have the body type for, for marathons. Maybe I should focus on something else. Yeah. So I still try and do the cardio. Uh-huh. Yeah, marathon is definitely it, it, it's not for everybody. Yeah, I, I did you know I, I did my first marathon and took a five year break in between because after one, I said, <laughs> this is stupid. I'm not doing it anymore, and yeah. ended up falling in with a, a group of friends uh, who were runners, and we'd get together on Saturday mornings and do our long run, which would be somewhere between ten and twenty miles, depending on what, where people were on their training plans. And yeah, I was running with them and having a good time and they were all preparing for a fall marathon. And I, I happened to look at a training plan for the uh, Des Moines, Iowa marathon. And we were going to run a 15 mile race one weekend. And the prescribed training plan said that that weekend you're supposed to do a 15 mile run. I thought, well, if I do the 15 and I feel okay, I'll sign up for the marathon. I got through the 15th and said, all right, this was kind of fun. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> and you know, after that, I just kept going. But uh, it's definitely, it's it's hard on the body and it's a grind. You know, race day is not so bad. It's the three to four months that you put into the training part is, is where the real challenge is. And that's why I say this next one may be the last one. I'm tired of the grind. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's one thing people don't realize when we start thinking about exercise that we think it's got to be to the extreme. We want to exercise and train like athletes. And, you know, I have issues with fitness trainers that, you know, we train, you know, train you as an athlete. It's like athletes beat the crap out of their bodies. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you remember Kenneth Cooper, uh, the father of modern aerobics uh, has mm -hmm. the, well, I don't know if he's still alive, but um, he had the, the, Cooper Clinic down in Dallas uh, for aerobic research. But he once said, if you're running for more than 30 minutes, you're doing it for more than your health. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain truth to that. I think, you know, it, we want to do enough to keep ourselves healthy. If we go beyond that, then we're training for something specific, which isn't bad, but it's going to have its toll on our bodies. And that's when oh, we need I, to I, see chiropractors, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, 
you know, when I'm training for a marathon, you know, the frequency of my chiropractic care increases the closer <laughs> we get the race day. <laughs> I, I know I'm beating myself up. So. <laughs> I'm going to have to, you're inspiring me to schedule an appointment this week with my chiropractor. Good. <laughs> it's been a little too long. Um, I, I need to go once a month, like you, you're saying. Uh-huh. And so that kind of brings me to my, my next question is what recommendations do you have for somebody that is seeking chiropractic care? I think probably the best recommendation I could give anyone is ask the people you know in your community who they go to and if they're happy. Uh, you're getting a personal recommendation. I think that's probably the best way to find someone. Uh, anybody can pay for a great looking website. Anybody can pay for you know, great advertising, but it doesn't mean they have clinical skills or, you know, are a good chiropractor. But if you know people and you get a consistent recommendation, Hey, Dr. So-and-so is a great chiropractor. You're, you're probably going to find an office that's going to be a good place to go to. So that, that is definitely the number one thing is just, you know, asking around to see, who are the people in your community? Who are your friends going to? And you know, if there's one name that's sticking out above all the others, that's probably a good choice. That's good advice. I know I've tried many different chiropractors over my lifetime, and you know some have been really good, some have been really bad. Um, mm-hmm. I've gone pretty much by recommendations each time, but they always haven't they haven't always been the best fit. You know, mm-hmm. some have been great. You know, we were talking earlier before we started the interview about. Uh, our family friend when I was in high school that, you know, treated me through high school and college. You know, it was a really great relationship with that chiropractor. Um, I went to one when I lived in New York, when I just was doing some construction work and had a really bad back issue. And the guy was so arrogant and, you know, he's throwing big words at me and trying to sell me supplements and, you know, once he found out that I had a master's degree in exercise physiology and all the kind of showy terminology he was using, he just kind of fell apart. He wasn't that good. You know, he just he couldn't sell himself too well. And, um, and he was trying to sell me on, you know, far more practice than I knew my body really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I went to one when I you know, first got out of my PhD program, she was phenomenal. I was going to her really regularly. Um, just really good about knowing what's going on in my body uh-huh. and the current chiropractors I have are, right now are pretty good as well. So mm-hmm. I agree with you there. You want to just get those recommendations, try them out and, you know, make sure you're comfortable with going to the person and, and don't just keep going because, you know, they either tell you to go or um, because you don't know where else to go. Because there's a right. lot of really good chiropractors. And most of you are somewhat trained at the same places and same level of training. Mm-hmm. So chiropractic, um, you know, there's not a huge difference amongst you. But the big difference is who you are and how you relate to the, the, to the customer, to the, the patient is kind of my perception of it. I might be wrong there, but. Well, I agree with you on that a lot. Yeah, a lot of it is it's personality because the nature of chiropractic care, you know, we tend to see people, particularly when a new patient comes in with a new and acute problem, you see them on a more frequent basis. 
And you know, if you don't mesh personality-wise, it's probably not going to be a good fit for you. Uh, I mean, some people say, hey, great chiropractor, but, but I hate them. But, you know, if they're getting the job done, but, you know, if you're going to see someone, you know, perhaps a few times a week initially, you know, it's nice if you can have a good you know, personal relationship, you know, on things. So I agree with you on the feeling comfortable on things. Um, but also you, you talk about, you know, the, the training and that sort of stuff. There actually, there's, there's a huge difference in what's getting done out there under the banner of chiropractic. Um, there are there's about 200 different chiropractic techniques. And there's a lot of overlap between many of them. And so you, you can't always tell the difference between one versus the other. Uh, But different techniques work better with different patients. And obviously, you know, some chiropractors are better at some techniques than they are with others. Uh, So you find, I think, it's good finding somebody who you know, specializes in a technique or maybe one or two techniques as opposed to someone who says they specialize in 15 different things. Because you know, if you're doing 15 different things, you don't specialize in anything and likely aren't going to be as competent at all those. So I think you know, at least from my perspective, yeah, I like to, keep the, keep the focus of my, my, my chiropractic practice on doing chiropractic adjustments. And that's all I do. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to, like you said, the guy you saw in New York, I'm not selling lots of supplements. I have a few supplements that I have for patients, but they're the ones that I happen to take also. And so I, I offer those to patients. You know, I'm not doing, you know, lots of physical therapy acupuncture, weight loss, you know, you know, having, you know, you know, you know, this big long list of things to do. Uh, I like that. And you keep it simple, but be really good at what I do mm-hmm. do. And there's other people who do other things that they're really good at. Okay. Go see the other person. If you want something else done, go find someone who's really good at it and then let them specialize in what they specialize in. That's good. That was informative. Cause I, I hadn't realized that there were that many different techniques and, you know, it was kind of a bit more under an impression that there were fewer schools of thought, you know, like I believe you went to one of the Palmer schools. Yeah. I went to Palmer in Davenport, Iowa. Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's good to know as well. Um, So uh, my last question was kind of what products and services do you offer? Obviously <laughs> you offer chiropractic and you kind of yep. mentioned, um, you know, very few supplements. So you're very, you know, for those in your area, uh, you have, you know, just kind of a strict practice and, yep. you know, I'd say pretty much no, no frills. You're going to come in, you're going to heal what's wrong with them and take care of them. But, um, obviously all, hopefully all the listeners, you know, the, the plethora of listeners we're going to have on this podcast aren't in your general area, but those that are in proximity to your practice, practice, how can they find you? Probably the easiest way is just go to my, my office website, which is simply, it's just donechiropractic.com. Um, you can also give the office a call at 704-964-5496. Uh, but I, I'm located in the Cotswold neighborhood of Charlotte, uh, pretty convenient to 
you know, a good chunk of the population here in Charlotte. And that's probably the easiest way, though. All right. Well, I will put that in the uh, notes for, for the podcast so that anybody kind of listening can go to that and get a quick link to connect themselves with Dr. Mark Dunn. Uh, anything final you'd like to add for my listeners as we kind of wrap up? Yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciate you having me on and good seeing you again. We've, uh, we've gone back and forth some through messaging and stuff the last few years since we reconnected. So it's good to actually see your face and hear you again after 30, whatever years now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Likewise. Well, hope the, you know, keep talking to you and uh, hearing good success about your business and keep seeing you aging well. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you benefited from today's podcast. And until next time, keep aging well.